Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul Wyden. What a treat it is for me to have you with me on this seventh day of March as we start a new week together. <clears throat> this is a big week in our house. My my son is flying home this week to go to have his test on his knee. Many of you remember he had uh, ACL surgery last summer, and he is getting his return to play test this week. Been seeing the PT and and so we flew him in to see the surgeon, and hopefully, prayerfully, all that goes well. Please say a prayer for safe travels, and also that he'll be strong in that test and be ready to go, not only physically, but mentally, psychologically, to be ready to get back on the field. He's been hitting and really ready to go. He just hasn't had that clearance, and so we're hoping that all is well and that he's playing very, very soon. Thank you for the prayers, and ask you for a few more as we enter this week. Um, also, my parents will be with us this week, just spending a few days, and so a, a very exciting time around our place. Uh, also, coming up this weekend, I'm in Westminster, South Carolina, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you're in that area, come see us. We'll be at the uh, Tabernacle of Hope with Pastor Jamie Groover, and uh, Friday evening, Saturday evening, 7 o'clock, Sunday morning, 10.30. Those are Eastern times, and uh Look forward to having you with us. Of course, we'll record those and post those coming up very soon. We are leaving the 33rd chapter of Genesis today on our journey with Jacob, who has just met his brother Esau. He's come safely. Verse 18 says he comes safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. Let me just read 18, 19, 20. And he pitched his, he came from Padanaram and pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor. Shechem's father for 100 pieces of money, and he erected an altar there, and he called it El Elohi Israel. I've told you before that when the altar is erected, it is where uh, uh, someone has sort of staked their claim, set down roots, had their lives transformed. The altar is a, a version of all of these. Jacob has most definitely had his life transformed. He just had the most frightening encounter of his life. Within a 24-hour span, he met God face-to-face, and then he met his brother Esau, who had vowed to kill him over two decades before. He survived both of those counters, kind of. And what I mean by kind of is he survived the encounter with Esau, definitely, but he only kind of survived the encounter with God because the old him has died, and a new him is on the scene. Jacob, gone. Israel, now on the scene and slowly but surely will become Israel, um, the Israel that we know. So he erects an altar. And so, because when you have something great happen like that in your life, you make a milestone, some form of memorial. And this is what's fascinating about the name of this altar. He calls it El Elohi Israel. El Elohi, El, of course, is the Hebrew word for God. Elohi Israel the God of Israel. First time this is used in the Bible, the God of Israel. And he doesn't mean it, the God of a nation, because they are not a nation. This is God, the God of Israel. Now, there are two things that I think are important. One, it is not God, the God of Jacob. And the reason why I think that is important is because Jacob knows that the God that he met changed him into the man he is becoming. Therefore, 
It is not God, the God of Jacob, but God, the God of Israel, because he feels as if he has transformed at least somewhat and will more so. The second reason that this is important is it shows us that Jacob is already willing to embrace this new name, this new identity, whatever it means. He's willing to take it on and in taking it on, stake his future in it. The Jacob that the story has followed has cheated and schemed and worked his way and wormed his way into everything he had. But now that Jacob is finished. Now we have an Israel. And it doesn't mean that things are going to go well. Almost as if to illustrate this point, the 34th chapter includes what is one of the most infamous stories in the Bible, the Dinah incident, where Dinah, who is the daughter of Leah, which is, of course, one of Jacob's wives, goes out to join herself to the daughters or to see the daughters of the land of Shechem. And a terrible incident is going to unfold. We're going to get into that incident tomorrow. But before we do that, I want to connect you past 34. 34 almost can feel parenthetical, like there's just this story that God throws in on the way to something else. But I don't think that's the case. And I think it'll show itself in the next few days. But When you jump past 34 to 35, God tells Jacob to get up and go back to Bethel. Bethel is the place that Jacob laid on it with a rock for a pillow and had the dream of the ladder going up into heaven, angels ascending and descending upon that ladder and the Lord standing at the top of it. That was the moment that Jacob made a promise to God and said, if you take care of me, I'll make you my God. At the end of Genesis 33, For the first time, he makes him his God. But he doesn't make him Jacob's God. He makes him Israel's God. I know it's parting. It's it's being nitpicky. It is the same man physically. It's the same man mentally. It's the same man in, in his experiences. But it's a new man. You're the same man or woman physically that you were before you met Christ. You have the same memories. You have the same stories. But you're not the same person. That's part of what we, why we believe in the transformative power of God. So what I said all that to say this. What happens in 34 is going to cause him to need to go back to his roots in 35, which tells us that even though you have an altar experience that changes your name, that changes your walk, and you claim God as your own, it doesn't mean life gets perfect. In fact, horrendous storms can come. Storms that will force you back to your roots. And we're about to watch that happen to one of the most famous characters in the Bible, Jacob slash Israel. We'll dig into the infamous Dinah incident on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.